in weightlifting class. I could put a girl in each arm and carry her all the way down the hall. Yeah. Even though she was only 95 pounds. Yeah. Here we go! I'm getting you there. Hey, here. Fight. Fight uh, all right, Bruce going to pray with us. Here we go. You said to make you our said time. Pass. I know, I know. I'm a lar lar fan. I thought the day started at 6 30. You did? Yeah, I don't know why. It's okay. I, I thought I was early for fellas. Oh. I wasn't early. It's okay. Fellas, yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Let it rip. Before we uh, have some study, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Holy Father, we, um, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit, and um, we just ask that you fill us with your Spirit, Father, that we might have the power we need to live our daily lives, to glorify you, to serve people around us, to walk upright. We know we can't do these things without you, Father, and we pray you help us to hear this great message in Hebrews. I just think of the great passage that says for us to walk boldly into the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. And we come boldly, Father, not that we're anything in and of ourselves, but we have been washed and we have been cleansed and we have been sanctified and filled with your spirit. And we praise you for that. We thank you for the cleansing, for the washing, for the rebirth, renewal in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for Mike and his family and all who labor here, Father, and just ask that you help him as he brings this word, that we would hear it, receive it, and be, be filled with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Brent. Hey, I just want to remind you guys and, and remind, uh, remind you that you are equipped. One of the, not one of, the main, main reason that we're not having refuge here doesn't mean that that getting together is stopping. And man alive, if there's been anything of a mindset that's probably been more surprising to try to detox from, it's been that one. And it's not just us, it's just, a, it's, just a, it's just for over thousands of years, that's what we as a body have done. And what we're saying is that we want to get as close back to first century as we possibly can. And what we see when you keep reading and studying that is that everybody we're meeting in homes. And so in that, we're going to continue to push right back out in the homes. Let me just tell you all the places where I've had church today. Started out at the Mac. No, did not. Today's Saturday. Started out with the boys up here running. We had church. Running. Came home. What did I do? Can't remember. I think I had church. Oh yeah, had church in the restaurant after we ate. Came home, had church with whomever was in there at the time. Emil came over, Bling came over. Had church with the boys that delivered the couch today. Had church with Viv. As he was watching some kind of prison show. I don't know what the heck that was. <laughs> it was violent. 
I'm going, why are we watching this? <laughs> I'm going to go get some shredded wheat. So I had church there. And now I'm having it here. And so what I'm coming to find out and realize is that's wherever we are is we're having church. Wherever you are, you're having church. We just sang that the Holy Spirit is within you. And so when you're getting together with folks, man, that's church. Live it up. Wide open, man. Because that's when people will come to you in those moments when you're living life with them and say, man, I need help undoing my shame. I need help in getting rid of this guilt. I need help in getting rid of this old way. And that's what we've been studying and learning. And and quite honestly, you guys have been living it over the past weeks and and how to undo this stuff. How to... How to stop living in the old way. How to put down the old me. You know, and we learned that through Jesus Christ that in this letter that's been written to the Hebrews is that they're writing to a people that now they're telling them, you don't have to do this. You get to do it. Man, you don't have to do anything. You've been, re- you've been redeemed. You've been ransomed. You've been reconciled through Jesus Christ and through His death and His resurrection and your faith in Him. So all these have-tos, unless it helps edify you to Him, don't do it. Hence, why we're not gathering each and every set time here. We don't have to. We get to. So when you open up your home, you get to do that. And there's no bigger honor than that. So we're going to be in Hebrews 10. Go ahead and get a screen or a book and open up to Hebrews 10. Just a quick reminder of what we've learned so far. We have learned that Christ is the sacrifice of all time. Which makes Him, Jesus, the better mediator. And we found out that the mediator is the one that goes on our behalf and makes peace with God. And that through Christ we also learn and in our faith in Him that, that He no longer remembers our wickedness. That He no longer remembers your stuff. And that through Christ's sacrifice, which is once for all time, that we are freed up, man, from ourself. And so we, we left ourselves last week at the, this chapter, or this verse, which is one of the most amazing in the book. And it says that Christ, remember Mr. Clean? We brought him out. You remember that? There he is. Yeah, you remember that? Wasn't that fun? Mr. Clean. Jesus. Wipes it away. It it literally just wipes it away. And yet we find as a people the one that I'll go back over here and I'll start picking it up. Lord, you didn't didn't quite clean that one. But what it says in my book, and and I believe in all of yours as well, is it says that in Hebrews 9.28, this is last week, Hebrews 9.28, That he's not he's coming back, but not to deal with our sin, but to complete the salvation. Isn't that cool? Isn't that freeing? That he's coming back to restore everything that he said he was going to do, and he's not going to be starting to look down your list and go, What in the world were you doing, Mom? And so just to make sure we know what this word conscious means, it's the it's the distinguishing part of us that determines what is morally good and bad prompting us to do what is good and shunning the bad. Okay? 
And sometimes where we get caught up in the body of Christ is that the body of Christ will look at someone and say, well, that's bad. And we'll start shooting each other. And a lot of times it has zero to do with the empty tomb of Christ. And what we're asking you to do is that you believe that you are who Jesus made you to be. That you are empowered through your yes to go live Him out in the way that He designed you on purpose. That that's why He made you so unique. So I can't go around trying to be like Philip. He's already got a Philip. He needs me to be Bivo. He needs me to be out here and doing what Bivo is supposed to do. And what we're finding too in the body of Christ is that we're so used to faking it and putting a mask on or trying to be like everybody else. When someone says, just go do you, they're thinking in the back of their mind, I don't know who I am. I wish I could do me. Would somebody help find me? Because I am lost. I've been on this eternal game of hide and seek and no one has found me yet. Hebrews 10, let's read here. This is the first verse. It says, The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. Verse 2, If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshipers would have been purified, and gang, that means free from guilt, once for all time, and their feelings of guilt or being aware of their sins, this is, um, this is the definitions of the word, their consciousness of sins would have disappeared. So the thing for us is that has our consciousness, has our dealing with the stuff in our life, has it been cleansed to the point where I don't keep dragging it back into my future? Or into my present? Do I keep dragging that stuff back to my present and allowing it to paralyze me because at that moment I've had just a little bit of unbelief thinking Christ has got to do something else in order to cleanse me? See, that's a moment of huge unbelief. How many times is Christ going to be on the cross? Once. Class, how many times will Christ be on the cross? No more. Once. He's done. How many times will He come out of this tomb? Once. How much of your stuff has He cleansed in that act? All of it. Every bit of it. How much of it does He remember? None of it. Amen. And so now we get to start plowing through this and going, alright, then why am I keep bringing it up? Why, as a matter of fact, why do I keep bringing yours up? You remember, don't you, hmm, what you did? Oh, you don't? Well, let me remind you. And then the brakes go on. And we just start whooping each other, man. I'm going, what's our motive in bringing that up? Why do I want to try to pull my own shame box out and plunk it over somebody? What, who, why, why am I trying to control that person? And I've got to deal with that myself. Here's, here's, the, here's the real coolness of it. Is that going down to 10, verse 10. For God's will, means His desire, was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. How many times? Once for all time. Alright. Anybody come through the door tonight dealing with guilt or shame? 
Praise God. How many of you wish you'd have raised your hand at that moment and didn't? <laughs> I love it, man. Woo! Freedom. Just to put the exclamation point on that desire for God, Second Peter, you don't have to go there, but you can write it down and go to it later. It's Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And it says, the Lord isn't really being slow about His promise as some people think. Nope. He is being patient for, I'm going to say my sake. He is being patient for your sake, for my sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Did you hear that? He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. That includes Middle East. I keep reading that everything was made through Him for Him. That means the people over there that vehemently hate us, He blew life into. And they made a choice to hate. And yet somehow we're supposed to muster up love. And I, let me get real blood honest with you, I'm not there. Gang, let's please not fake that. Let's please not put the Christian cliche on it and go, I'm going to love my enemy. Right now, I'm not there. For that, I just say, Jesus, just come on, clean this mess up, and let's go. Let's just get on with it, man. I know. But we're not. And so somehow, we got to help remind each other that we are who He says we are, which means that we are equipped with Him in order to do the very thing that I don't want to do. So I got to reel it back into 1723 Clare Court, that's my address, and going, okay, am I believing this here, and am I trying to put people in my address in the shame box? Or am I allowing anyone to put me in the shame box? Because see, I'm empowered to stay out of it. If someone's trying to put you in the shame box, you have to let them do it. They can speak all the verbal slurs and slams at you they want, gang, but unless you, you have to put them on and climb in that box. And you say, well, Bibbo, how do I not do that? We're going to get there. We're going to equip you on how to stay out of shame boxes and get them things destroyed. Bert, I'm going to skip down here. Verse 19. It says, And so, dear brothers, and, what, and what's happened there, let me just kind of sum this up in just that little bit, is that those, the verses in between, he's just some, they're going over again that Christ is the once for all time. He's just kind of going back over that again. That there's no more need for another sacrifice. That Christ has taken care of it. And so he's drawing this all together in verse 19 and he's saying, look, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Christ. All access, baby! <laughs> Are you? Verse 20, by his death, Jesus opened a new life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, 
fully trusting Him, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed pure. They're just pure. He sees you as unblemished. Now let me take a quick time out and let's unpack this just for a second. Go back to 19. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. I'm going to take you back to a time, this was a trillion years ago. Robertson, you may have been around when we did this. I'm going to throw you in here with me. It, good, you can, good chance. Yeah, it's a good chance. It was back in college days. And the boss was coming to town. Bruce Springsteen. Anybody like him? I don't really like the guy, but I... Yeah. So, he's in town. He's in Murfreesboro. And we got guys working the door. I ain't buy a ticket. But man, we would go and shake on every door until somebody was brave enough to let us in. You see, we didn't have one of these. Y'all ever see these things? You see what's in mine? Nothing. So I was in the concert with all these boys, and I'm, in, you know, I'm trying to enjoy it, but most of the time, what am I doing? I have a what? I have a guilty conscience. Probably at that time, it wasn't as guilty as it would be now. <laughs> I was probably numbed out of my gourd through all the Miller lights. And so anyway, I'm in there, and I'm pretending to like Bruce because I really didn't like him. And so I'm in there. But I'm constantly, really, when I think about it, I'm just kind of looking over my shoulder. And so if I were even to try to go backstage, and you see those big guys in the yellow shirts, and they got those cool microphones, and they're going, here comes this uh, ball-headed guy. Uh, we want to stop him. And so if you've ever tried to do that, what are they looking at when you try to go in the back? Backstage pass. They're looking at this. So check this out. When I read this verse, it says, And so, dear brothers, we can boldly, with confidence, enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. It's a new way. I now have all access. So I get to put this. I'm going to put this. Isn't this cool? Morgan made this. And here's what it says. Look, here's what it says. I have all access pass. I'm authorized because of the cleansed spirit, redemption, the new living way, the blood of Christ, assurance of faith. And you know what she's got down here at the bottom? Membership not required. <laughs> I freaking love that. So now look. And guess who the security guard is? Put yourself in the gates. Put yourself backstage and you're going back there and you really don't kind of think you're supposed to be and you're just waiting. You're just kind of waiting going, man, I'm not going to get in back here. And it's Jesus with the yellow shirt on. It's Him going, here comes my boy. Here it comes. Good night. Get in here, Bib. Oh, are you crazy? This is freaking awesome back here, right? I did this for you. And He did it for you. There are no security guards in His holy of holies. He says, you come on in, brother. We're going to have a big throwdown. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for answering my call. You remember that last week? Thanks for opening the door when I knocked and you came back here. Thanks for having the confidence to come in here with me. 
Just a side note. Here's what this word confidence means. How many of you would, if when Jesus walked in right here, how many of us you would be fearless? Do you know how to teach people to be fearless when Christ comes in? Because you are. But how do you teach someone to be fearless? You've got to get them out of their shame box. How do you teach someone to have courage when Christ comes in? You've got to help them get the guilt off that they keep putting on with their clothes each morning. How do you help folks be assured that they are safe with Jesus Christ? How did our first century brothers and sisters know that they were so dialed into Christ that they didn't waver from it? And there was no book. Holy Spirit, You are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. They believed it. There was no question about their belief in who He was in them. Here's what I love about you. Is you're not wavering when the ones that you're walking life with are saying, not for me today, Bilbo. Grace is messy. Grace is messy. Right? One last note on my all-access pass. Jesus don't do green rooms, gang. <laughs> Jesus would not be in a green room. And I hate to say that. I don't hate to say it. I mean every word of it. And I, I say that with all the love in the world for all my musician buddies and all the guys that are traipsing into green rooms. But I know one guy that wouldn't traipse into it. I think he would really go into that green room and go, Are you serious? You're in a green room? What the heck's a green room? The people are out here. That's where we want to be. Give them all access to you. <laughs> he did. So why am I going to go hide? Because I get tired. And yet, if I let folks know I'm tired, then that's when I can get help. That's called sharing. The burden. And so we can't keep going around and pretending that, I'm, that we're not tired. Gang, I know you are. Man alive, I see you in action every day. And I look at you and I marvel at you and go, how in the world, where's this stamina coming from? And it's from this everlasting Father. And you're starting to equip those that you're living life with. It's huge. Let me start drawing this down. I said I was going to equip you, and that's what I'm going to do. I love these next verses, and here's how I want to try to help equip and then let you really tangibly ask a few questions if you want to here for a second. Look at verse 24, or 23. It says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. Verse 24, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day is His return is drawing. Man, thank God you show up here. Really. But guess where it counts too? In your home. Going to a prison. Going over there to the workhouse. In the trenches. Going to a coffee shop. Going over to someone else's houses. That's gathering. That's meeting. That counts. <laughs> Be empowered with that, gang. That counts. So don't let anybody put you in the shame box when that question goes, where do you go to church? I'm going to equip you with the answer. We are the church. Let's have it right now. Yeah, we are. How many of you could say that? We don't go to church, gang. We are the church. <laughs> Let's do it like Marshall. We are the church. That's close. We are the church. Oh, man. We are the church. We are the church. Yes. Father, thank You. We're going to shut her down. We thank You that a people in this room get it. Because we are because You did. And we believe that You are in us through our faith in You. And Father, I'm just tickled to death to be around a group of folks that when they get out of these walls, man, it's wide open. And they're living out a Gospel that every time I've looked it up says good news. And so I'm also thankful to be around a people that when they're with others, that they feel better. That there's this sweet aroma of Christ that exudes from them. And, and Lord, it doesn't mean that it's always nice and just, just a kumbaya moments. But what it does mean is that we're just being honest with each other and where we are. And that is so freeing. And so in doing that, we're not elevating anyone up and over the blood of Christ within us. So Lord, we thank You. We're going to celebrate here for a second. And um, God, if there's anyone, I, I did make a promise on helping equip someone. Here's what I'd love to do. I want to keep my promise. If there's anyone that has been going in and out of a shame box, that's getting close of wanting to get rid of that, Lord, I'd love to have that conversation with them. And, and I'll share how I'm getting rid of mine. And Father, we'll pray with one another. Maybe there's someone in here that you know that they know how to get rid of theirs. Pray that you would just get them moving and go to that person. Lord, everyone in here that has said yes to you is a pastor. Everyone. Thank you that I'm surrounded by a bunch of pastors. <laughs> it's been a great night, Father, and it's not over. So we're going to continue the the thread of worship that we started when our eyes opened. So Lord, we love You and thank You for who You are and we thank You for the empty tomb of Christ and it's in His name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, you're able to uh, participate. We keep moving it around so that we will not be a people of rope. Communion's back here. I really will be over here on the side if anybody wants to learn how to get rid of their shame box. I'd love to help you in that.
So there's that. Um, we're done. Love y'all. That was please.